Hello and uh, welcome to a mock draft grass half empty with me, Edmund King again. Eddie, big big draft today, mate. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me. Very excited. Looking forward to it. And we've doubled up on our drop pack podcast analysts uh, today. So we've got Stan again. Uh, welcome back, Stan. And he's brought with him Matt as well for his grass half empty debut. So hi guys, welcome in. Awesome. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's going to be quite a fun one, lads. So we're going to start with just chatting draft in general with trades and stuff, see what we think might happen, uh, and then we'll get into this mock draft um, and see how the, the the board falls if we were the GMs for these teams. Um, so I'll describe that later on. Let's let's just start straight away with some trades that you might see happening. So as a deputant, to go chuck you into the deep end here, Matt. <laughs> any, any anything anything you like that you think a team might do moving up or down in the draft coming on Thursday? Oof, I mean it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean there's been a lot of rumours about uh, my team, the Dolphins, wanting to move back down after that whole fiasco earlier, where they uh, move move back and then immediately move forward again. So you know, with Chris Greer, you can never really rule anything out, to be honest. Um, you, you love a bit of Chris Greer, don't you, Matt? I'm I'm so high on Chris Greer. Anyone who's listened to the Dropback podcast will know that I'm I'm literally Chris Greer's like biggest fan. I don't think anyone's anyone's been this high on a GM ever. Like honestly, Um, even the Isaiah Isaiah Wilson signing got you stoked, didn't it? It did. I I got reeled in with that. It was it turned out to be absolute nonsense, but I was fully like, yeah, Chris Chris Greer sees something in this guy. Absolute. Absolute whiff. Um, but yeah, I mean, go, getting back to the trades, I mean, I could potentially see a reality where the Patriots try and trade up into that into that top 10 simply to try and you know, to try and grab a quarterback. I mean, we've how often have we seen somebody takes a quarterback and it's panic stations and then they all fly off the board? Um, and if I'm a Pats fan, I'm not feeling good about Jared Stidham and Cam Newton going to the new season. Yeah, oh, no. I mean... I- Completely agree. Like Cam Newton did not fill you with confidence at all last year. And Stidham, there's a reason they went for Cam Newton is because Stidham was terrible. Um, yeah, Stidham was terrible in college. I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly. In the first place. <laughs> um, well, well, move on to you, Ed. Then, have you got any, 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 anything for us? Yeah, I think the Patriots is a good shout, particularly with the Detroit there at nine. They'd probably be wanting draft capital because they've got so many holes. Um, yeah. I, I've got them in the, the in the mark, and it's a pretty easy one. You just take whoever's available. So I think <laughs> them, them moving back, um, and the Patriots being one of the teams, but wouldn't be surprised if another QB hungry team maybe maybe moves up into that. Um, it's going to be difficult though, because there's going to be a few teams in the market, and the QBs maybe maybe gone already. Um, other moves, the Vikings maybe sat in a position to to move up. Uh, I mean, they've got so many holes on the defensive side, but you know, also on, on the line, they might be wanting to move up for a tackle. Um, and then my team, the Ravens, you never know, they might uh, make some moves. Orlando Brown, uh, the tackle, he could be traded. He's wanting to play left tackle. He wants to get paid by a left tackle. We got Ronnie Stanley, so it's quite a lot of chat. Maybe him getting moved and the Ravens moving up for maybe one of those top wide receivers if they can get into the top kind of 12. So you never know. Yeah, Sometimes. I mean, that's, that's an interesting one. I ask what you guys have to think of that. If you're like a team, a tackle needy team, and you're drafting, say, 12 to 17 range, and Orlando Brown is available, do you risk it with a rookie? Or do you go, you know what, Ravens, we'll give you the 16th overall, and we'll take Brown off your hands. Well, let's take the LA Chargers, for example. Yeah. They're sitting there at 13 overall. If they can go for a straight swap, Brown for 13 
I think that could be pretty enticing as far as they're concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the, if you don't know what the tackles got, you know what you're getting in Brown. He's probably going to be one of the best left tackles in the league. Um, yeah. Rashawn Slater or the other guys. Yeah, of course, the rookie contracts and stuff. But I, as a fan of a team that has a dreadful little line, I would love to know that I'm getting a guaranteed player, even if I have to pay them, you know, 15, 16, 20, whatever mil it is. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I would love to see that happen. I think a team that needs a tackle should just definitely do that. And Ravens would bite your hand off to get up there uh, in the top, top 16, 17. Um, I'll get to you at the end, Stan. So my one, my trade, and it's a very Jets one, but I can see it happening. <laughs> well, we think the Jets are going to take QB at two. They and, have to. Yeah, and yeah. they're at 23. And at 23, everyone's got them mocking these guys that have a lot of upside but have issues. Um, like mm-hmm. Farley, some edge rushers. For me, to move up, I look at the Eagles that are at 13. Ooh. And I'm thinking Eagles have a lot of holes. I'm thinking a lot of holes. Jets, yeah, the Jets have a lot of draft capital. Um, to move up there on the – I think the PFF have a calculator. And it's basically saying you can move up there with – a third and a fourth or a second. But the Jets have basically got a second for Sam Darnold in next year's draft, or they've got a couple of thirds, fourths. If you can offer them, I don't know, a third and a second, next year's second, to move up to 13, you can go get a Jalen Waddle, a Devontae Smith, a Rashawn Slater to have the O-line. Like, you can just help your rookie QB so much more than getting a Caleb Farley or an edge rusher that could just end up being useless. But that's just maybe a personal thing where I think, a guy in the top 13, the drop-off is so big that yeah. I think if you can help, if you, if the Jets come out of this draft with nothing else apart from Zach Wilson and Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle, I mean, I'd be laughing. So that, what do you guys think on that one? I think it's <laughs> quite an interesting suggestion, interesting suggestion there, yeah. Um, I think you're underselling the value in this first round. Though. I I don't think there's like going to be a massive drop off. I know we've obviously got your elite yeah. high end guys at the top of the draft, but as far as first round talents go, I'm really happy with the level of talent in here and the value that they could get for their pick at 23 could be oh, quite high. Like yeah. if they if they can find a guy that they like that no one else likes, which is True. probably quite likely in this draft where the scouts are on different pages to each other. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I think we're more likely to see them stay there or even perhaps trade back, in fact, yeah. and just load up on picks and just stack their roster full of just young, young players. Yeah, I think that's what more of my thing was. Do you think it's worth going up for a, a, a Slater, for instance, if you want to beef up the O-line? You got Bikai Beckton last year. Um, you get two high-end tackles or you get a wide, a, a true wide receiver one or, you know what I mean? Like, I know you can get yeah, Bateman sure. might fall to 23, but stuff like that. Um, I, think Bateman will, I think Bateman will definitely be there at 23, yeah. personally. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think, I mean, if I was a Jets fan and, and you know, you, we assume that it's going to be Zach Wilson at two. It might be another QB, but we're we're pretty certain it's going to be a QB at two, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think it would be awesome to see you finally get a weapon for your new QB. I kind of feel like, I mean, I've I've got my own opinions on Sam Darnold and, and Stan <laughs> knows this very well, that I'm not particularly, I'm, I'm never particularly in the Sam Darnold camp. Um but I mean, it would. To be fair to him, he, he was dealing with not a, not an abundance of weapons on the outside to play with. So it would and be other nice days too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it would be nice to see the the new Jets QB instantly get some talent some, yeah. around him. Whether yeah, exactly. Whether that's offensive line or it's a receiver, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, Stan, 
finish us off. It better be a good one, mate. Hold the anchor. <laughs> Hold the anchor. Um, <laughs> well, I've got I've got an interesting one. I think I could see the Washington football team moving up into the top ten to Ooh. pick a QB. Ooh. That's that's what that's what I'm feeling right now. I think their defense is honestly one of the better defenses in the league. They're they're a better roster than people will give them credit for because they struggled last year because of the QB situation. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins. Need I say any more? <laughs> but if they if they move if they move up into that top twelve, that top ten, they could likely find themselves with Mac Jones or Trey Lance, and that would sort out the QB situation for them. Same thing with the um, Chicago Bears, perhaps as well. They could, they could find themselves moving up, grabbing a QB. But the only hesitation that I have with that is it's a big, big jump up. They'd have to give up yeah. a lot of draft yeah. capital, and both teams only actually have one first-round pick this year. So it's just a matter of whether teams like maybe Detroit, Carolina, Denver, Dallas, whether they actually want to make that jump back. And that's the big red flag for me. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just quickly, um, before we move on, do you guys think there's anyone's going to take up Falcons at four? Um, at all I think I think that they'll have people on the phone for sure there'll be people wanting a QB at that number four spot especially if the Falcons are happy with Matt Ryan which in my opinion they should be mm-hmm. I think the Falcons should be looking to drop back like three or four spots if not more really yeah, yeah. if they're not taking a QB you shouldn't be at four you could get so much capital because of how but many teams need yeah. a QB the PFF guys I mean I, I was looking at their staff and they were like they just don't have the, the trade market because everyone knows that if you go up to four, you're getting the fourth best quarterback in the class. Like yeah. the top three, San Francisco going up all that stuff to go to three for a reason. Um, yeah, that's very true. So the the value of the number four pick, as it would be in other drafts, is not as high. Mm-hmm. So so is is it really worth the Falcons going back for I don't know, like a second round pick, if that makes sense, or a, a second and a third? Like it's not like the Jets giving up the highest to go up to six to get. Sam Darnold, um, like it was a few years ago. Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's just not the same. So that's, yeah, that's the only concern I have. Point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but no, interesting. I mean, I love. I hope there's a lot of trades. I love the carnage of a trade. Happening. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, and last year they were chatting all about the trades and nothing happened in the top ten. It was just so boring. Um, <laughs> I was just waiting for like something to happen. Like nope, everyone's just making their picks. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's should we should we fire into this, boys? Let's go. Um, so uh, the way this is going to work for the listeners, um, so there's four of us. We've all got eight picks each. We're doing in a draft order, um, and we're we're drafting as if we're the GM, not what we would do. If that makes sense. So we know the team needs, um, and with the way the boards are fall, uh, the board falls, see see what we end up with. Um, so with the first overall pick, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and take it away. It's me. And Easy. I will say Trevor Lawrence, unsurprisingly, okay. the consensus number sure. one. I know it's a shock, um, but I mean, there's not much to say here. I, we're just going to move on. Um, it's best player in the draft. It'd be silly not to take him. So um, we'll move on to number two. And I think that's that is me. Yeah. With the second pick in the draft, the New York Jets will be selecting Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU. Correct. Now, th- this guy is... I know Trevor Lawrence is the consensus number one. I think Zach Wilson is the highest seen out of all these QB prospects. He's got an absolutely electric arm, electric arm, and he can make throws that Trevor Lawrence can't make, and that's just... That's a fact. You can question his pro readiness and his ability to read the field, given that he played at a lower level, but in terms of raw talent, ability, and arm, he beats Trevor Lawrence easily. So, with that being said, Zach Wilson, welcome to New York. Nice. Love that. That's, yeah, I mean... 
I hope he's good. I mean, I got so hyped for Sam Darnold and it ended in tears. So oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I really hope this guy's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm in love with Zach Wilson, honestly. <laughs> um, Eddie, you've given up the highest to get up to three. Who are you taking? You've totally derailed my draft board with those first two. <laughs> I wasn't expecting either of them, so I'll be, I'll be scrambling. But um, I will be selecting. I'll be selecting Trey Lance. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Risky move. Wanted to mix it up early. I think you know if I was if I was predicting, I think they'll probably go Justin Fields here. But um, burn on a personal. I just think Trey Lance has got a little bit more of that upside, and I think they've given up everything. They must have fallen fallen in love pretty hard with, with someone, somebody. Yeah. And all the all the noise about Mac Jones, I just can't believe it. I don't know. I, I just it's, it's just a huge price to move up for a guy who it feels too know, safe. Mac Jones, doesn't it? Really, it feels yeah. too underwhelming in a way, which yeah. isn't a, isn't a you know knock on Mac Jones, but he he doesn't have the ceiling that a Trey Lance. Yeah, yeah. Have, you guys, exactly. have you guys heard the rumor that they were saying that apparently they were gassing up Mac Jones because the Jets are at two, and they think the Jets they can try and get them to get. No, Mac they Jones. can't. There is no, no way. Just, no I mean, way. You're not tricking anyone. Organization no. is dreadful, but it's surely even they would take Mac Jones. I'm a big trick anybody. It's the Jets. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big Mac Jones fan. I think he's a great QB, but you're not fooling anyone if you're thinking he's better than um, Zach no. Wilson at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree. I think that's a good pick, Ed, because Shanahan can make horrendous QBs look class. And if Trey Lance mm-hmm. has some rawness about him, it, you can't go into a better system to just yeah. ease into. Um, and his upside is ridiculous with his freakishness. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it fits the dream. I just, I'd, I'd love yeah. to see it. I'd love to see what Shanahan can do with it. Well, Matt, on you go, mate. At four Falcons, this is the interesting one. I don't know which way you're going to go here, actually. Yeah, I was sort of on the fence. I, I, I sort of wrote out a few names. Um, uh-huh depending on how those how that third pick really was always honestly going to go and I was quite torn between Suell and um the other quarterbacks available I think but I think if if Lance is going at three I think we we could see Fields go here to be honest to the Falcons I know all this talk about yeah they still like um they still like Matt Ryan and everything but you need to find a successor eventually and and Fields is so electric and offers that excitement that I think he's almost too good to pass up here yeah so you're going Justin Fields. I'm going Justin Fields. I mean, is that you giving up on? Is that you giving up on Matt Ryan? Then he's done. Like you're not gonna build, <laughs> you're not gonna build an offense for him to maybe try and push the Falcons forward. Hey, I, I like Matt Ryan a lot. He's done a lot of good things for the Falcons, but you you're can only build him into so many purgatory then. before uh, before you've got a you've got to look at a change of guard. So he's just yeah. gonna be sitting in purgatory then, waiting until his his time finally comes. Hey, I mean, Rogers, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre situation, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a bad person to sit behind, right? If you're just I know, but it's the fact that the Falcons have such a weak roster anyway. You're basically just condemning um <laughs> you're condemning Matt Ryan just to a life of misery at the Falcons unless he manages right. to try to find a trade somewhere else. Tell you what, mate, it wouldn't be the first. <laughs> you're a mean man, Matt. Yeah, so it comes back to me at five, and this is an interesting one because there's so much chat. Is it Penisil? Is it Jamar Chase? What are they gonna do? So my standing on this is the Bengals' offensive line was dreadful last year, but the tackles weren't really the issue. It was the it was the interior, um, and I think with the two tackles they've got are fine. If they if they took Penisul here, which they might, one of them would have to either be a bench warmer or go into guard. And I personally just think if you're building a team and you've got a QB who's got a connection with a receiver from college, they were incredible. 
Um, they're young. They can be the next what they thought Dalton and AJ Green were going to be. I think you can pass up on it. Like they've got the connection. They know how each other's games work. As a receiver on its own, Jamar Chase is unbelievable. Um, yeah, he's unbelievable. He's not got that much. He, he sat out a year. His catch radius, his pace is like, he's just so electric. And that Bengals wide receiver core is just a lot of number twos. Um, and yeah. They need that Maybe. one focal point. And I just think Penisul obviously is great. Um, but I think the tackles, my personally, I just think the tackles weren't really the issue. And in this draft, at the back end and the early second they've got, they can get a guard or a center that could fill in the inter- interior of the offensive line. So I'm going to go Jamar Chase. Yeah, I like no, that. I like, I that. like that. Yeah, good fit. Jamar Chase is in. That's not. I would have personally gone offensive line there, but well, if if you've heard if you've heard Stan talk about Sewell, and it's usually quite glowing and long-winded, <laughs> but he. You, you fancy Sewell as a, as a guard in the NFL, don't you, Stan, in terms of fit? I think he can be a great tackle, but I think he can even be an even better guard. Like He, mm. he came out of high school as a guard. The only reason he shifted to tackle was because of the amount of talent they had on the inside at Oregon. So Interesting. I mean, that might be the way the Bengals end up going, right? They, you want to protect yeah. them, obviously. So they might end up... I mean, as I said, it's a 50-50 call. Every, every mock draft I've seen, one has them taking chase, someone has them taking yeah. So I don't know which way they'll go, but if I was me with the, I feel like it's so underrated the QB receiver connection, and if True. they've had it, uh, if they've had it at um, college, and if they've had, uh, as someone said, if one great offensive lineman, you still have four people that are crap that are giving away pressure. Yeah. A great wide receiver can win more and help you out way more. So it's just a balancing act, and it, it just depends yeah. what way you want to go in the end of the day. Yeah. Um, the Bengals are a bit of a steady Eddie, though. I don't know if they they see their QB getting injured. I, I don't know if they. Yeah. I could probably see them going tackle. It's a bit of a head over heart one here. Jamal yeah. Chase is a, is a definitely a hard pick, but. You know, He's yeah. the fun pick, isn't he? Yeah. Jamal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, on you go, mate. Uh, the number six, the Dolphins. The number six, that is me. The, the Miami Dolphins. I've something, yeah, somehow right. managed to land both both Dolphins picks here, so I shall be drafting very tactically here. So. Yeah. The Dolphins have a few needs. Not, not as many as I thought they would be, admittedly, but they do have a few needs. And one of them is offensive line. Now, I'm faced here. So my favourite tackle in this class is Rashawn Slater. But you've got Penay Sewell here, who's got much higher upside. Both of them can play guard. However, also available is Kyle Pitts. Oh. But we've also got, we've got Mike Kosicki. I'm in, I'm in a bit of a conundrum <laughs> here. I thought that maybe Chase would be available here. I'm going to go for Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle Ooh, out of Northwestern. Wow. I'm sticking with my guns. You know me, Matt. I've said that I've stuck by Slater the whole time. Stan, Stan, Stan. I've stuck okay. by Slater. He's the best. Te- he's the best technical tackle in his class. He's the best technical tackle in 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 a good while. He rivals Jedrick Wills in his athleticism and just pure just technique. He's a perfect in the way he uses his hands. He's perfect in the way he uses his body. The only slight anyone could have on him is his arm length. But it's exactly the same as Penacial, so interesting. Rashawn wow. Slate is going to be there. He's got the flexibility to play guard as well. So he's either going to be t- playing left guard instead of Eric Flowers or right tackle instead of Robert Hunt. Interesting. interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll likely keep Austin Jackson out of left tackle. <laughs> wow, the Austin well, Jackson hate is real. I said, I said we'll I said we'll keep Austin Jackson at left tackle. <laughs> oh, we'll keep. Okay, good, 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 good. It's, in, it's interesting. Eddie, sorry. Yeah, well, I heard it. Right. Well, this Lions. is get, it's getting real now with all uh, it's it um, 
It's getting yeah. yeah. I don't think any of these players would be available this low. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say I'm loving this. Yeah. <laughs> the Lions, uh, they're a pretty interesting one here. I mean, I honestly believe they'll be trading back. I think they're a team that have got so many holes they need draft capital, and there's going to be somebody hungrily snapping in here for um for a QB. So uh, I I think they'll be trading back, but it seems as we're not doing that. You've got a first-year GM, Brad Holmes. You've got a, quite a few flashy picks there. They've just lost Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, Kenny Golladay, Marvin Hall. I mean, they haven't got much, and they've just locked themselves into Jared Goff for a couple of years. So they've kind of condemned themselves to be a team that are going to be picking high again next year. They just take the best player available. Um, and that could be could be Pene Sewell, like Kyle Pitts there, but they need receivers as well. Mm. You know, oh, Jalen Waddle. Devonta Smith. I'm going to go. I think they need a receiver. They need a receiver badly. Um, and I'd love to take Carl Pitts here, but I think. Um, They've already got TJ Hawkinson, haven't they? Yeah. 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 And he was quite good last year. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think uh, Devonta Smith is who Fair I'll be play. selecting good here. Yeah, I think they'd bite their hand off if they got to one. Uh, actually, I think he probably will be available at seven. But I think he will. Yeah, be. I think, yeah. It could, yeah. It's just because of how QB heavy this first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The top of the first no, round is cool. everything's going to get pushed back. Like, past exactly. years, Smith is a top five pick, sure. Yeah, but exactly. This year, this year, everything's just a bit crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, Panthers are on now, um, and they've got a few issues as well to deal with. Yeah, they certainly <laughs> do. This was, a, this was an interesting one to look at as well. Again, I had a few different options here. I can't believe that, that Suell's still available at this position, to be honest. I wasn't really expecting that. Um, so part of me wants to sort of go down that direction for oh, the you've Panthers. you've got to go Seoul, surely. Help them sure. But then also, how tempting is it to to restore that sort of, you know, we you know what Greg Olson did did in yeah. did for, in Carolina as well. Like, what, what would a Carl Pitts do in there in terms of elevating that offense? It's a tough one. I don't think you can go wrong either way here, Matt. There's not too much pressure on you here. Yeah, that's too. I'll, I'll still long it out. Um, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think you've got to when you see an athlete like this guy, you, you've got to if any falls in your lap, you've got to take him. I think it's got to be Sewell for me. Yeah. Oh, nice. There you go. Sewell is gone. I mean, I completely agree. I, I think if you went Kyle Pitts, that could be one of the scariest offenses with the speed they've got at receiver and Christian McCaffrey. Oh, it'd be awful, wouldn't it? To imagine yeah. defending that. Yeah, it would just be. I mean, as, as you said, you need to protect uh, Sammy D. That's his home, so I mean, <laughs> you gotta you gotta give him. And now, and the Broncos. This is actually so difficult because all along I was like, right, a tackle. I was gonna go QB if Lance fell. Um, I wasn't too sure about Mac Jones. I'd go Mac Jones if I know, but Kyle Pitts is staring at me. I know they've got Noah fan, but this guy is incredible. Like this no. guy. This guy is incredible. No offense, prime to have a breakout year. As soon as he gets a decent QB, no offense, it's gonna be insane. Yeah, uh, it's. It, I mean, yeah. If I was there, sat there as well. The 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 the, the Broncos um, team is really good. The, the roster is strong, mm. apart from Drew Locke, who is dreadful. Um, <laughs> so. It has to be Mac Jones. Like it just has to be. Like, you, you have to try something else. Yeah. You can't. You can't keep going with Drew Lock here because you've seen what's happened. Yeah, you've had the audition. It wasn't yeah. good. Yeah, and I agree. If they, audition. if they hadn't taken Jerry Judy last year, I would have been tempted by a, a receiver, maybe a Jalen Waddle or something, or Kyle Pitts. But yeah, I, I don't. I, it has to be. It has to be a QB here. So ten. Yeah. The yeah, Cowboys. Well. Oh my God! How has he fallen to the Cowboys? So. 
<laughs> pre draw pre um pre this podcast started and talking to you guys about how Jerry Jones is apparently infatuated with Kyle Pitts. <laughs> oh, here we are. Yeah, We're stuck in a situation yeah. and Kyle Pitts is here. Oh god. Uh, this is a really, really tough move because in my head I was going corner, corner, corner. I was either gonna go Farley or Horn, whoever was available. They're both available. Kyle Pitts is available. All of the edge rush is still available as well. This is possibly the toughest pick Pitts I think I'm going to have. I'll, I'll let you make a call and then I'll say why I think Jerry, is, Jerry Judy would do. Uh, Jerry Judy? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, yeah. Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy might be the same. Right. I, think Jerry, I think personally Jerry Jones would go for Kyle Pitts. But when you look at that offense, even without him, it's the best on paper in the NFL. Their offense well, isn't going to be causing them problems next year. And if they want to make a push with Dak Prescott on his new contract, they're going to need a corner. Yeah. So for me, that's either got to be J.C. Horn or Caleb Farley. Oh. Oh. I find your your lack of faith in certain disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not massive. We've been I'm through not, this. We've been we, through this. We have been through this, Matt. And um, oh, that's really tough. That's very tough. I'm going to go for Caleb Farley at ten with the Dallas Cowboys. Nice. Minus minus the back issues at all, he's by far cornerback one. He's got insane recovery speed. He's got insane like instincts for the game. The only issue that he he um he faces is his route recognition. But apart from that, he's an absolutely incredible corner. And if it wasn't for the back issues, I think he could possibly be a top ten pick, and he'd be a consensus number one rather than just my number one. Like me, yeah, yeah. me and I'm Sam. Really... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, so I was just gonna say I was gonna add something later on. I was like, if if we somehow give Pitts to the Patriots, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't play anymore, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, carry on what you're saying, Sam. <laughs> I've got um, uh, what was I saying? Because <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> I mean, because what we were talking about earlier this week, Stan, wasn't it on the Dropback yeah. podcast? We went through all the DBs in the draft, and I remember Stan and Stan and Slew had a good old debate about Caleb Farley and his upside and. Hey, we love we love Farley. It was you, who's, um, it was you who didn't like him. He's too much of a question mark for me personally, but uh, you know, each as their a, own. As a top ten, it's too much of a risk for me personally as well. Um, my taste buds as well, but yeah. each their own. I yeah. love him. I absolutely love him. I think he's worth he's worth the risk. Because if you get the upside, he's going to be one of the top corners in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I've got no doubt. I've got no doubt in my mind about that. Um. Well, we're up at eleventh now with the Giants. Um. Well, the Giants. They need they need line help badly. I mean, I think Jones was pressured second most in the um, in the NFL, only just behind Darnold. Uh, over forty percent of his dropbacks were his um, were his under pressure. So they need line help badly. The way it's kind of fallen here, again, you've got Pitts, Waddle, you've got Mike Parsons as well. All these guys would contribute quite nicely to the um, to the Giants, but I just think. The, the, the gaps on the old line the wide receiver I mean they added Kenny Golladay but then they Kyle Rudolph John Ross I think that wide record I think that wide receiver core is pretty set now because you've got Darius Slayton who can now be that number two guy with um Kenny Golladay as the true number one so yeah yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna have to go tackle and with the the first two linemen off the board I think the next next best up is Christian Darasaw yeah. Um, solid pick, yep. yeah. Yeah, I solid. think that's pretty much it. Uh, if they were in that position, then I think that's be where they would go, and that's probably where I would go. 
That seems like a typical Gettleman pick as well. He likes yeah. big humans. He does. Yeah. He really does. He's a big, big boy. <laughs> I mean, if he's willing uh, to take Andrew Thomas that high last year, I don't think Darisol should be an issue here. Jesus yeah. I can't believe it did that, actually. He's been dreadful, Andrew Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Eagles are up. Oofed. Yes. They will, uh, well, this is, I mean, again. There's some big names there. There are some big names there, and there are some big holes on this roster as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's just trying to weigh up out of what's available what is most needed and I mean you know, wide receiver obviously has been a bit of an issue with the Eagles for some time um, you know you've still got Carl Pitts there as well for God's sake like what a weapon he would be as well to add to that offense we already see how much they like to run two tight end sets anyway um, but I mean for me the last few seasons watching the Eagles and and I mean more so hearing Sam moan about the Eagles every week. Um, it's the it's the back end and it's the corners. So I think if you've still got JC Horn and you've got Pat Sertain there, I think you've got to take you've got to do the smart thing and take a corner. And for me, uh, I mean Stan's gonna Stan's gonna curse my name for this, but I'm gonna go Pat Sertain here. I think uh, with JC Horn still on the board. Yeah, with JC Horn and all the rest on the board, mate. I like I love Pat Sertain. I think you can put him in straight away, and he. You know he is go- you know maybe he's not gonna he's never gonna be a top five or, or maybe even top ten corner in the league but he's gonna be a good corner that you can rely on yeah. Yeah, yeah for the for the record I'm not a Pat Sertain hater I'm just not a Pat Sertain lover by any means that's 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 as far as it goes with me and him well, well Matt to be honest mate PFF agrees with you there's their highest rated corner so Get um, yeah <laughs> the, those guys seem to know what they're talking about usually so um, yeah <laughs> Uh, well, fair enough. And honestly, this pick here, when I was doing my prep, I was like, offensive line, tackle, one of the one of the top three will fall, and somehow they haven't. And now I'm looking at this, and I'm going, we've got Kyle Pitts, who is a freak. Mm. Hunter Henry loves being injured. Got... Hunter Henry's gone. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, Shit. Yeah, they don't he's in yeah. England. Yeah, true. I forgot about that. So, they don't... yeah, exactly. And the QB can sling it miles. Um. If I've ever seen a, fit, I don't think he's going to fall this far personally, but I think it's got to be Kyle Pitts. I think in that offense, yeah. with the, you've got Keenan Allen, you've got these big guys on the outside, you've got decent running back, you've got the you've got the QB who can chuck it. Honestly, like his arm strength is nuts, and he can make plays. And I think this is a great pick here if yeah. it falls. It never will. It never will. But I think. I mean, it might. Oh, I don't know. I think he could fall. I really do. If he passes I've, the Falcons at four, I think he will fall. Yeah, um, I, I had a chat. I was talking with Slow about this on our podcast, or maybe before we were recording our podcast. But realistically, yeah, he shouldn't fall outside the top ten. But when it comes to real life, it it just might happen. Like in terms of yeah. talent, he's my he's my number two player in terms of talent in this draft yeah. class. But yeah, so Kyle Pitts goes to the Chargers, and I'll write that 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 division just becomes. Honestly, this becomes even more ridiculous. Um, in terms of in terms of tight ends, yeah, you got Darren yeah. Waller, Travis Kelsey, yeah. and you got Kyle Pitts there as well. Yeah, that would be and no fans. And no fans, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, the well, the, the Vikings are up, and this is an so one of our really good mates. Is um, he's a big Vikings fan, and every year he says, "Draft all line man with every single pick you have." You're bound to get a few starters out of it, so yeah. Um, we'll see what what you go with here. Give him a corner. Yeah, he hates yeah. corners in the first. You <laughs> see, I I have a corner. I very much like him in the first round. <laughs> I, 
So in my mind right now, I'm seeing seeing Jaden Phillips, the edge rusher out of Miami, Jason yeah. Horn, cornerbacker out of South Carolina, um, Landon Dickerson out of Alabama, and Elijah Vera Tucker, Tevin Jenkins. So I can either go O line or defense here. Um, and yeah, this is a really tough decision to be honest with you. I think their cornerback play has been very very weak recently. Obviously, they just signed Patrick Peterson to try and rectify that somewhat. But then on the other side, you have Jeff Gladney, uh, Mike Hughes. In fact, I think they can get by with Patrick Peterson as the true number one corner there. So with, yep. He's not where he used to be, but he's a solid number one. (laughs) (laughs) If he stops like, if he stops the PI, PI um, calls every single play, I think he'll be fine. (laughs) As a general rule, that is true, of course. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. So with that being said, I will be drafting Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Nice. Solid O-lineman. I mean, I could have gone for Elijah Vera Tucker, but I feel he's more of a guard. Mm-hmm. And tackles a much more valuable position in the NFL, and that's just a position that they need. With Rashad Hill at left tackle and Brian, <laughs> o- Brian O'Neill at the other side. Rashad Hill is dreadful. <laughs> it's honestly well, there you go. I know I agree I think I think they need to go offensive line I think they've got the weapons everywhere else really on offense yeah um and their defense as you say maybe you could have gone edge um but a pass rush but like I don't know I think offensive line is way more important especially Kirk Cousins at the hell like you need to protect him yeah it all starts up front trenches yeah exactly um and that this is this is I love this this 15 Patriots and I genuinely oh Give him, a punter. Give him a punter and we'll be off with it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. See, look, this, this class is actually stuck. Look at how many great players you have available yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. The Patriots, I, I really think they will have tried to make a move up, but uh, we're not doing that, so forget that. I think if they're sat in this situation, Jalen Waddle sat there on the board at 15, adding adding a, a possibility of a true number one. Um with Edelman gone as well. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think it's it's it's. Uh, if I was the Patriots, I'd be running this one in. Um, yeah. This is this is a slam dunk and a pretty easy one for me, so I'll take Jalen Waddle here. Yeah. Down to fifteen. No need to use your ten minutes on the clock there. You can yeah, just, exactly. Just, yeah, that was an easy one. Yeah, yeah. They've they've never had they've not really had speed. Um, apart from what Philip Dorsett, who's we all know what Philip Dorsett is. Um. Philip Dorsett is fun, but he's not good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's fun when he's I running mean, the correct route. I yeah. mean, they did it with Brandon Cooks for a bit, had it a bit of speed. They had yeah. Philip Dorsett, I think, as a true speedster in their team, who can also be just a number one, will help them just scheme up so many things. Um, yeah, Waddle's incredible. I think yeah. he's, he's better than Jerry Judy, better than Henry Ruggs last year. He would have gone yeah. ahead of those two, I think. He's like a combination of the two, and it's just it's incredible what he is. I, and I think the thing is, I genuinely think, I can see this pick happening. I think yeah. I can see Waddle dropping yeah. to 15, and I can see I can see all five QBs gone. That that's maybe part of the question. Yeah. So if they don't trade yeah. up, I can definitely see them taking Joe and Waddle. And I think a lot of people have them mocking this as well, actually. Yeah. Um. But now the cards are up, and again, it's a, it's, it's a team that has so much potential. Don't miss um, the, Don't mess this one up. <laughs> as a team oh, that's so potential. Damn. Need a kicker. That's what I'm saying. The, the yeah. temptation to take a punter or a kicker here. Just hey, we don't need a kicker. We saw, we saw Matt, we've got Matt Prater now. Our <laughs> kicker boys are over. Yeah, oh, you're sorted there, mate, then. Well, I mean, you just mentioned Patrick Peterson, obviously not with you anymore. So I think there is a bit of a glaring hole at corner for you there, Stanny boy. 
Uh, I know your your main man in Caleb Farley's gone, and my main guy in Pat Sertain's gone. So JC think... Horn's not far behind um, Caleb Farley in my book. So I'd, I'd be more well, happy for you. To that's why I think I think we're going to meet here in the middle with our consensus number two here, and I think it's going to have to be JC Horn. I mean, yeah, nice. what an athlete, what a player. I mean, I think. Uh, I'm yet to speak to someone that doesn't have JC Horn in their sort of top three at very least corners. Quite a lot of people have him at one. So yeah, I mean, nice, love that's it. Pick. Yeah, I'm happy I with that pick. It's quite interesting that we've managed to. The three corners have gone off the board in the first sixteen early. Right? Yeah, they're incredible. Think. They're very, very good corners. But the thing is, it reminds me a lot of last year in a sense that they were saying there's one good corner and then there'll be nothing for the rest, and then a few of them went. Quite quite early, I think. And yes, that was one. Of, that was one of the only picks I predicted correctly last year with CJ Henderson going. Yeah, CJ Henderson went really early. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. and yeah, lo and behold, he ended up better than Jeff Akuda. Yeah, Jeff Akuda was, but I think that was more of the scheme than anything yeah, else that yeah. screwed up Jeff yeah. Akuda. But um, well, at seventeen, like the Raiders, uh, they need just defense in general. Uh, yeah, they're, they're um, last year I think their offense was okay. Uh, I think they've got decent weapons there. They obviously invested heavily to get Henry Ruggs really high up last year. Darren Waller's a beast. Their offensive line's actually all right. Um, I, I I think you look at Michael Parsons sitting there. Yeah. I think I think he's the pick here at 17. I think they've got a steal getting him at 17 with all the offensive weapons that've gone. I think he's someone that can kind of be the leader on that defense, and they need one desperately. Um, and I think it's just a. I think everyone's talking about this year, the Raiders, or the rumours are, they want to go someone who can either pass rush in some capacity or ta- be a tackle. I think the tackles aren't worth getting at this point above yeah. Michael Parsons. And he gives yeah. you that, it gives you that stability in um, at, just as a linebacker in the defence. And I think they need that desperately. I think yeah. he's more. I think he's more of a risky pick than some other players available here. Personally, I think really? he's. Yeah, he's like from the film that I've watched. He's much more of an athlete than a football player at this point. Like his tackling in the open field really scares me. Um, he, he can't play spot drop zones very well either. The you only get thing Isaiah that, Simmons vibes from him, don't you, Stan? To be fair, um, I I, prefer, I much preferred Isaiah Simmons coming out. I think he's. Although Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons was an incredible athlete, he's much more of an athlete. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, he's much more of a football player yeah, 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 than yeah. Micah Parsons is, and that's what really, really scares me about Parsons. I don't see much football player from him. Yeah, the thing with the thing with knowing the the Raiders front office, the yeah. way they've drafted <laughs> in the previous years with some oh, of the yeah, uh, yeah. questionable picks, I, he screams like, as you said, like, yeah, maybe you can question that. I think his athleticism will get them excited. Um, yeah, yeah, and they're all about getting faster, and they're at. In that division, it's all about getting faster. Can yeah. you be fast enough to keep up with Travis Kelsey if you're a linebacker? Can you be fast enough to rush Patrick Mahomes before he can throw it away? Can you be fast enough to get in behind like a Tyreek Hill kind of thing? It's all about getting quicker. And I feel like that's all they really care about. The footballing side of it is something they think they can teach, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's more about the athleticism to keep up with the Chiefs, essentially, what everyone's trying to do in that division. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as I said... I didn't really. Like, I wanted to take a tackle here. In my other mocks, I thought one of the tackles was falling down down there, but it wasn't the case. So Parsons at 17 for me. Um, the Dolphins are back up. We're back, and we're ready to uh, we're ready to pick. 
this is an absolute home run pick for me. This is easiest pick of today. Jalen Phillips doesn't have to get on a plane. He can probably just get a bus over. And in fact, Hard Rock Stadium, same stadium we played at in college. Whoa. There we go. Jalen Phillips, welcome back to Miami. He's going to add some instant ability to pass rush. And despite the concussion concerns, if it wasn't for those and the fact he transferred after retiring, he would be a consensus top 10 pick, I think. He's he's a ridiculous pass rusher with a ridiculous skill set, like on, on a Chase Young level. Mm-hmm. But the only reason people weren't talking about him is because of yeah the aforementioned transfer and uh, concussion issues that he had. You know, I was so sure you were going to go Najee Harris here. No, I don't like <laughs> Matt. Do you know me? I, don't I like know running... how much you like Najee Harris. Yeah, I don't I mean, like running even, backs in the first round, though. You know even, that. that even in our podcast, the the love for Najee Harris came out. I, I love not. Yeah. I love me to Najee Harris, but I don't love running backs in the first round. I don't yeah. think they're worth the risk. Definitely, definitely yeah. agree with that one. I know. I like it. I like the pick. I think the Dolphins are sneaky building a very good roster. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a question of can Tua do it really, uh, and that's that's probably the biggest question mark. But the the team, mm-hmm. I love the coaching staff. And I love the way they've built the team over the past few years um and this definitely adds adds to that um redskins are oh sorry washington football team are oh, nearly. i know good, good uh, save. and <laughs> as as i think someone's mentioned earlier they've got good defense but offense could maybe do a bit of help yeah uh, great great defense one of the better one of the better yeah. d's um this is a tricky one this is probably my hardest pick here um in terms of what they do, I think it was mentioned before about a possibility of moving up for a QB again. They'll definitely be in the market, but I think it'll be a little bit too rich, um, the cost to actually get up and, and get one. Um, so they're left probably looking at receiver or tackle. Somebody to pair up with, with Scary Terry um, <laughs> would be nice. nice. Um, uh, Vera Tucker's still there as well. Um, it's a possibility. Um, I would be, I would be tempted to go tackle here, but it's not like they've really got, you know, that marquee guy QB. It's not like they've got the franchise to protect. Um, it's Fitz Magic there now, isn't it? I think is he. Will he do you think? Will he? Will he be starting? Uh, you got Taylor cool. Heineke there as well, and I think they envisioned for him to be the starter. But I, yeah. you never know. It could be an open QB battle, which yeah. would be certainly the most fun outcome. Yeah, it'd be close. Um, I think I'll I think I'll play it safe and go Vera Tucker. Uh, I think I'll um, nice. add to the O line. Um, oh, you've screwed me for the Colts pick here, mate. successful pick then. He was my he was my last guy. Like surely he'll last to my ah. Uh, I had to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. <laughs> he used to run on the uh, on the O line and the tackles and the corners. I mean, a lot of mocks don't have that, and I generally don't see what so many teams have had awful lines last year like they, they need all-line help and i can see a couple going early and people starting to panic um that's definitely kind of, i guess that's kind of what's happened here really yeah that's why guys are dropping and this is what's going to happen when you know players are going to have to slide because yeah teams will will reach for well whether you think it's a reach or not but they're going to have to reach for certain positions and tackle i think it's going to be one that when they start going people are going to be like oh fuck we better we better yeah mm-hmm. make a move here Nice. The Bears, another, I mean, another interesting team uh, with probably oh. needing someone to replace Mitchie T, but we probably can't do that. Bears, where do you start with the Bears? I mean, <laughs> I, it, I was on, I was scratching my head about this because they, they, I mean, they could do with some better weapons on, on the, in off, on offense to help 
the the QB situation, which oh, don't even get me started on that. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it, looking at what's available now, I'm not a huge fan of of, of what's available, especially at the positions mm-hmm. of need. Um, so I'm tempted to go with. I mean, I'm, I'm you guess what position I played in uni, right? If I'm going to go with a third corner in a row. Um, <laughs> But it, it is true that especially when you've got a, a, a shaky QB situation, you need that score to be as low as possible in, I mean, in the <laughs> most basic way as possible as you can. Um, so I'm kind of tempted to go maybe corner, maybe safety here. I'm sort of having a toss up in my mind between Greg Newsom at the, the corner or maybe take a dip and get Morig the, the safety. Um, a bit early for Morig. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, I mean, uh, let, let's go, let's go, Newsom. Let's go, Newsom. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do three corners on the trot, and then n- never touch corner again. <laughs> yeah, Greg Newsom to the to the Bears. Sure up that defense, keep the score low, give them a fighting chance of staying in games. So, um, what would I mean? I agree. It's a, it's a good. You can't really go wrong, especially in that division with Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, seeing you everywhere, uh, and even got to cover Justin Jefferson at the Vikings and stuff yeah. like that. Um. What, how far do you have Asante Samuel behind Greg Newsom? Like, is, I mean, is it a close? Is it a close call for you, or is it is there a, is there a different, a definite gulf between the two for you? I mean, I think it depends what you're, what sort of corner yeah. you're looking for, really. Asante, yeah, Asante Samuel for me, and, and we, yeah, we said it midweek. I, I really like him as a nickel. I think a nickel corner yeah. Samuel can be fantastic in the NFL. He can be a really top guy in that position. I don't like him as much on the outside. And it's so cliched, but he is just quite small. Yeah. <laughs> and it, is, it sounds so basic, but it's so true. You, like, especially at the NFL, that that size does matter. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Just on the on the topic of slot corners as well, I'm not I'm not as high on a Sunday Samuel as some people. Are. I'd take as far as slot corners go. I think Aaron Robinson's the next best guy. The guy at UCF, he's, he's, he's really phenomenal. Good. He's super fun. I think he's everything that Samuel brings, but just better. And you can get him a lot later on as well. So True. You can, yeah. So I don't know. I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if Robinson goes before Samuel, to be honest with you. Oh, really? That's yeah, I'd, I'd say that 100%. Um, but with slot corners, uh, it, it comes down to a lot of just like um, what the teams want. Uh, yeah. Some teams might see him as a top 25. Some might see him as a late third. Like it, it, It's like such a different yeah. variation and yeah. hard to see it. So as I say, all it takes is one team to fall in love with him, really, uh, and yeah. they take him high up. Um, so Coles, as I said, Ed's completely screwed me with this pick because I genuinely thought I was getting a tackle. They've obviously, uh, Costanzo's left, um, uh, he's retired and that's left a bit of a hole in their otherwise incredible offensive line. Um, and I, I was just like, this would be the most Colts pick, just take a tackle, move on. Um, but I'm looking at the board now and Rashad Bateman staring at me here. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely staring at me. And it's- he has got the potential to be that true number one. Get some defensive players. Don't get Bateman. He'll go down to the Ravens. You still got Lee, Liam Eikenberg available. Yeah. yeah I, I, you know what? I, I genuinely think, having watched the Colts for a while, I think they're another team like the Bengals, but I think they've got a lot of number two receivers. Um, yeah. And they don't have that guy who can be the guy. And... I just think with the QB situation as it is now, um, Carson Wentz needs help. Yeah. And the offensive line will obviously do that. I think if you have 
not you can chuck anyone at left tackle, obviously. It's a really difficult position, but they can definitely fill that hole later on in the draft with the guys they've already... Uh, sorry, I, um, with the guys they've got a guard interior so strong. Um, I think I think Rashad Bateman here would be such a good pick for them. I'm, yeah, I'm going for it. I think he's... Okay. I, think, I, I think Wentz has... I think Wentz will like having that also on Jeffrey kind of guy that he had the Eagles when he was healthy, which he wasn't really that often. But the, the big-bodied guy who can go up and get it, who can basically take a lot of the focus off the other nifty guys in the in the um, on the other yeah. side or in the slot and stuff. And I think yeah. um, why his his name's gone in my head. The guy that got in the second round last year, Michael Pittman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pittman Jr. was very very good last year, but I think he's not. I, Personally, just don't think he's got what it takes to be the true number one. But I think he's a very good complementary piece. I think uh, Michael Michael Pittman will likely he might not be the best receiver on that team, but he will likely line up as the X receiver purely because of his size compared to Rashad yeah. Bateman. Like Bateman yeah, might true. you might think Bateman's the better receiver, but he'll likely line up as a Z receiver because he's a bit smaller and he's a better route runner than Pittman is. So I'd, I'd expect yeah Pittman to line up as a number two receiver on that team, yeah. like on paper. Yeah, and that's what I mean. If you get those two, and then you got like a smaller guy maybe because there's so many gadgety players you can maybe get in the third round yeah you still got T.Y. Hilton you got like all these guys even the running back Naheem Hines can play in the slot sometimes like you've got so many guys who can do the work underneath that if you just put two big guys who can go up and get on the outside I think it just makes the offense so much easier for Carson Wentz so I like if if they can't get one of the top four or five four tackles I think Bateman here makes makes a lot of sense I like that yeah Titans are up Tennessee Titans are up indeed this, this is a bit of a tough pick for me because my original plan was when I first heard, heard that I was getting the Titans, I was thinking Ed Rusher, but then I realised you've got Harold Landry, not the greatest, but you've got D- Bud Dupree now. He's brought him over from Pittsburgh. He's going to be rushing the passer. So maybe that takes away mm-hmm. from the need for a corner. Sorry, not a corner. Sorry, sorry an edge rusher. So that being said, I'm going to go for Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, linebacker slash strong safety slash right. nickel slash whatever you want him to be. He's there. <laughs> He's your man. My favorite linebacker in this class. Welcome to Tennessee. I like that. Yeah, like I think they need some. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they need some some, some defensive help. Um, oh, 100%. Considering their um, their strong safeties, Dane Crookshank and um, <laughs> their their la- their inside linebackers lack lack a bit of um Jamie. skill level as well. Yeah. So. There you go. You got JOK there to fill the spot. Right here we go, Eddie. Come on, help my <laughs> yeah. Jets out. Yeah, you know I'm looking at the punters. I'm looking at the <laughs> here to contribute. Um, Larry Larry Roundtree, the 306 rated um, PFF uh, <laughs> player, uh, running back here. I'd like to, I'm really looking hard at him. Um, this is a tricky one. I mean, the, the, they're in it. The, the Jets are in a, a nice position. Always having two picks is always going to be a nice position. Yeah. Um, so you always see in the mocks here, you, yeah, like I think you mentioned it earlier, doesn't you've got these, you, you always want to take the high upside, but yeah. you, you take that the flyer, the risk here. Um, do you add to the receiving talent? Uh, the way the board's lining up here, um, it's not exactly where I was wanting to go. Um Best player available coming to mind. Corners. Uh, what have we got left? Quitty Pace falling quite far. True. And Barrymore as well. True. I'm just reading his stuff now. But... True. True. I'm torn here. This is a tough one. 
I think the Jets' defense is quite underrated, but they do need some help as a, like an outside cornerback position. Like, well, the, the biggest issues the Jets have, right, is it's offensive line, and I would say, it's, yeah, corner probably. They, they, they need number one corner. They need desperately need a corner, and they need. But as the, the corners left, as you said, is. It's See, a, Asante Samuel's a slot corner. As yeah. far as outside corners go, the next best guys are Kelvin Joseph, Tyson Campbell, exactly. and Eric, Eric yeah. Stotes. Or I Javon Holland. Javon Holland isn't a corner. So that's a, the way the board's fallen. Uh, yeah, it's corner would be worth it. So maybe best player available. I don't know. I, I'm glad I'm not making this pick because I genuinely don't know. Yeah. I, actually, I think I know where I'd go, and I think I'd go. Landon Dixon's still there as well. Yeah, I think best player available, but I mean that's pretty ambiguous at this point yeah. as well. Mm. Yeah, it's, done, it's just it's just personal preference, really. Yeah, at this exactly. Point. Yeah, yeah. Um, can't wait. I got all night. I know. I know. I'm taking too long, but I'm, I'm The I'm clock four. is ticking. <laughs> See, I just forego my picks at the Colts. <laughs> the Jets don't get two picks. Um. I don't know too much about Christian um, or the interior. I can give you a quick, quick summary yeah, if you'd like. Yeah, uh, Christian Christian Barmore, speed rusher guy out of Bama, plays DT, but he was taken out on rundowns. So although he's a big defensive tackle, he's not likely to add you add value in the um, in the run game early on. Uh, yeah, very much a situational player at this point, but he does offer a great upside because he's got the speed, athleticism, great body control. Just needs to be able to work against double teams and make simple tackles basically before he can be a, an active factor in the run game yeah oh, I, I think I'll, I'll go with him I'll the, uh, <laughs> what I'll a good pitch that was Stan work in sales I think the thing with Christian Barrymore so that's the, that's where I would go as well if, if the board fell like this I think the Jets would just trade down because I don't think there's yeah, anyone here that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah but I think Barrymore with Quinn Williams with um the free Nate, Sh- Nate Shepard as well yeah I mean Shah, I hate Shepard um, that basically, I think, yeah, I think Barman makes a lot of sense. I think Jets have been so bad at rushing the passer for so long um, that for me, it's the outside that needs more help. Uh, outside the inside. Rushers, yeah, I think you could go, maybe you've got an edge here. I would have um, gone Jason Owe or Quitty. Yeah, Jason Owe, yeah, a couple of the edge guys. But hey, Barman's gone, and yeah, I don't really hate it. Go. I don't hate it. I think it's fine. And um, Steelers. This is a running back I've ever seen one. Najee yeah. Harris. <laughs> yeah, Stan, I'm a, you're going to have to close close your ears and eyes for this one, mate, because this is definitely... Are you actually going to be a running back? It's going to be a running back. It yeah. is going to be a running back, and Stan's going to hate Matt, it. because you know, it, Matt, it, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to hate you because I love Najee Harris that much. Yeah. If, Sa- if Saquon can be a top 10 pick, then Najee Harris can be at 24. I'm happy nice. with that. You know? Well, I mean, yeah, that, that is that is for me going to be the pick here. I think Najee Harris to the Steelers... Finally, give give them a running back for probably the first time since Lev Bell, who's fun to watch. I mean, I'm I for one, I'm tired of watching James Conner run through his custard every Sunday. And now he's a cardinal. Um, get in. And now he's a cardinal, exactly. So yeah, Najee Harris. Um, it, it it does come down as as with everything really in the, in this draft to personal preference and style. Between personally, I'm more of a Travis Etienne guy. I think he he's more fun. But Najee Harris is such a solid player. I think you've got to take him here. A better player too. Yeah. If if you name Stan Wilson, yeah. <laughs> right, um, well, it's, it's back to me. I think that's good. yeah, makes sense. I think I, I think running back, uh, and I genuinely think the Steelers will go running back. I, I honestly yeah. do. I think they. I, I don't think they trade back if they go running back. Personally, I just think yeah, I think 
their first pick, I think, will be a running back. Just because I think the way the fan base saw Big Ben throw, whatever it has, like 60, 70 times, whatever it was in that game, we're not running the ball at all against the Browns. Yeah. Um, you know, we need to be able to run the ball before we can throw. Ben's getting on a bit. And you can't really. Yeah, I agree. If you're going to take one, just drop back 10 spots and you'll get one of the two good guys. So, um, definitely, I can definitely see that. Um, the Jags' second pick, I had s- such a like head scratcher because, again, with teams with second picks, you, you can maybe go for a guy with a bit of upside. Yeah, uh, you can be a bit issue. loose with it. But then I was like, or, and I, I thought he would fall here. I'm looking at Trevor Morig and I'm thinking, mm. this guy, he's. It's not the flashiest pick, and he's not maybe got uh, question marks as some of the guys below. But the Jags, I think there's, their defense could definitely get vamped up a little bit. Um, I think offensive weapons they've got are quality. They don't really need any more. As I think someone said earlier, they're a sneaky good team. I think people don't realize they're actually quite yeah, a good team. They are. Um, I think Mooring offers them a lot. Um, I think in college, he even, I think he lined up in the slot against a lot of slot guys. Um, even though he's a safety. Um, and he's got the size. He's, I think he knows the game quite well. And maybe, I think I think the only downside I saw is maybe he can't play single high. He's not got the speed for that. Um, yeah, he doesn't I, really have the speed. And he's not he's not much of a tackler either. Yeah. yeah um, tackling will be the question. Yeah. Tackling really? will be the question. But it's, it's, that's one of the things that you can coach up, I think, if, if you have a decent coaching staff. And, if, if, if they're willing. If they're willing, yeah. <laughs> if they're willing, he seems yeah. he seems terrified of tackles, he like does. what I said. <laughs> yeah, no. I think I, I think agree. there's a lot of upside at twenty at, at twenty five to get Mori as a as a safety. I th- I, for me, I think it might be a bit of a reach. As I think San said earlier, I think someone's going to take him at twenty, and he said it was a bit early. Yeah. But I, with the holes they've got, they've not really got that many, even though they picked number one, which sounds so stupid. Uh, I I think you're Mori here for me. Fair play. Like that. Where would you guys uh, go, just in general? Because I was honestly torn at this pick. I I didn't know. Like I, at the start as well, I didn't know where it did go. Um, I think they've got quite an aging eye line. Like, I'm I'm a massive fan of Landon Dickerson out of Alabama. I think he would have been a great pick there. Um, yeah. Diami Brown, maybe wide receiver in North Carolina. Levi Onzerike. Yeah, I think more than anything, I'm just not a massive fan of um, Trevon Murray as a yeah. player. That's yeah. what it comes uh, down to for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I quite liked what I saw, but again, it's his speed and tackling could be a bit concerned, but. I, I don't know. I think he reads the game really well, and if he can hang with some slot receivers, it's not the worst. It can't be that bad. Um, true. So true. I went with that. So the Cleveland Browns again, another team that is quite good. There's not really many yeah. many issues with that team. So I wonder where you're going to go with this one. So the the big issues with this Cleveland Browns team is their run defense. Like past defense, they're fine. They've got John Johnson, Grant Delpit, Greedy Williams, and um, Denzel Ward, but. It's their front seven, which contains the issue. Obviously, you've got Jadevian Clowney and Miles Garrett on the outside, but as far as it comes to on the inside, it's, it's really weak. Like Their linebacking core is phenomenally weak. Their inside um, linemen are pretty weak as well. So with that being said, I'm kind of... I don't really have much of an option here. I'm going for my favourite defensive tackle in this class, Levi Onzerike out of Washington. He's going to be the pick there. He's going to be instantly bolster up the interior of that defensive line. He's not going to be a massively flashy pick. He's defensive tackle, but he offers pass rushing ability and ability to command and control double teams with his size. Great tackler too. And yeah, you can keep him on the field every single play, which is something that other other defensive tackles in this class just won't offer you. So 
Levi Onzerike is in, is the newest Cleveland Brown. Nice, I like nice. it. Yeah. And you're picking all the the fancy names, aren't you, mate? You're really I'm enjoying not, the. I had to the look, I had to look I had to look up how to pronounce that name. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I first watched it, I was like, is it Onzerike? No, it's Onzerike. So there um, you go. <laughs> well, have you got the Ravens, Ed? I have, I have, have fallen, you managed it? Oh, fair enough. There you fallen, go. Fallen and fallen for the Ravens. So this is this. I think if the Ravens are in this position, I think it'd be a relatively easy pick for them. I mean, we're always getting mocked with with uh, edge talent. We, we my Judon's walked. Um, I, I personally, I always back us later on in the draft to address that. We need receiving. We need receiving help so badly. Um, and there's a few there available. It's kind of this 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 weird period now where you're you've got kind of a group of receivers, which I think will come down to personal preference. Really, that it's 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 difficult to distinguish. Um, Elijah Moore, I really like him. Uh, I haven't mm. seen his tape. I like his physicality. It's like 75 or 73 uh, percent contested catches. He, he's more of a slot guy. The question will be, can he play on the outside? But with the Ravens' hybrid offense, I think you could just get him in there and you can move him around and that's the kind of thing we need you know Willie Sneed you know <laughs> you like a bit of Willie Sneed say no more I don't I don't want Willie Sneed to be my number one receiver Joe, uh, Joe on our podcast he's another Ravens fan he loves a bit of Willie Sneed he's the most productive receiver on the team uh, I mean, that's a lot about the receiving yeah, court then doesn't it there's a lot about <laughs> Joe as well I think yeah I, I like Willie Sneed I mean who doesn't like Willie Sneed you won't find a man who doesn't like Willie Sneed. It's just not really what you want to be. Yeah, he is the most productive receiver, but uh, yeah, I think that's a bit of an indictment of the receiving core. So I'm yeah. going to go more here. Um, you have nice. Mr. Paul as PFS. I don't know if I really agree with him at this point to be the, the best receiver on the board, but I, I just like what I see. Having mm. seen Steve Smith towards the end of his career at the Ravens, you know, I, I want a wee bit more of that. So I'm jumping on that. Yeah, nice. I think it's interesting with that. that I mean, you're just building quite a fast athletic receiving core aren't you getting rid of the the slow pace you got hollywood brown say what you want about him but is is fast <laughs> that, he you, is could fast. Definitely say that. you could say that about him he's, he's fast yeah <laughs> no, i mean he has he has a purpose you know, he's yeah. not he's not a bust at this point i think no. he he has value and he's not really getting so much of the ball um the question's going to be whether the the scheme's going to work in the long run, but that's a whole other podcast. We won't go into that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you move on before I take up all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah, definitely. I mean, the Saints are up now, and again, they a team with horrendous cap issues and Breeze yeah. retiring and the the tamest experiment starting. Like, what what do you do, mate? <laughs> what do you do? I mean, uh, uh, it's equally it's equally bad as well because the the four names that I had provisionally written down for this pick have all gone. So, uh, <laughs> wow. gentlemen, as a team, you have absolutely bugged me here. Um, I, I still, and I mean, they've they've got it written down there as well as as wide receiver being a big need for the Saints, mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm inclined to agree with that. I would have liked Elijah Moore here, so uh, cheers for that, Ed. No I'm I'm really torn between reaching for Marshall Jr., Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU, and just going sort of best player available and getting someone like like Quitipay. Um And I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go Marshall Jr. because I just Ooh, think wow. they need they need to if they if they're gonna go it all in on on this ridiculous Taysom Hill James Winston fiasco then you, you've got to give them someone to throw it to other than michael thomas running running a slant route for the umpteenth time right so 
I, I'm, I'm going to go Terrence, Mar- uh, Terrence Marshall here because they, they they need some more some more players outside of of uh, Kamara and outside of Thomas to to make plays for them. Yeah, no, definitely agree. Um, the Saints are going to be really interesting this year. Um, I just don't know how how the team is experiment is going to go. Um, I, just, I just hope they stick with Jameis, to be honest. I think I he's going to be the answer for them. I, I think I think Taysom Hill as like a gadget player coming in, like he did with Breeze, would be quite useful. He's not yeah. even that great, though. And he's not even that productive on the plays that he does come in. It's an, it's an irrational love, and I really don't understand it. That's the thing. <laughs> Taysom Hill is really fun. Yeah. He doesn't work as a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. No, like, definitely he, not. Definitely not. He's fun in the same way that Jakeem Grant's fun for like one play a game. <laughs> hey, G- I, I, well, you've crossed the line there, Stan. You know I love Jakeem Grant. <laughs> Jakeem Grant is great. No, and, but like Slew said on the podcast today, you love Jakeem Grant until he gets on a football field. Yeah, I love the idea of Jakeem Grant because when he gets on the pitch, he drops everything. But you know that if he catches it, he's got a good old chance of getting to the end zone. Oh, uh, yeah. well, there you right, go. This, 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 uh, this pick is going to get some. The man them crying. I think this is gonna, <laughs> this is uh, this is this is the reaches of all reach. But hear me out. You're picking up um, Davis okay. Mills, are you? No, 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 no. I, okay, so I'm going with Cordelius Tony. I'm going with him. I here. love it. I, I love it. Right I love it. Nice. I was gonna go with him with the Chiefs. No, I love Cordelius yeah. Tony. Yeah. So you're good. Yeah. yeah. So I think that he is unbelievable like with the ball in his hands yeah i think i mean ed did the wide receivers one and i think ed's quote was the way he moves is like he's made of rubber and that honestly that just <laughs> like he the way he gets out of tackles his agility his burst is incredible and like you look at the joystick. packers yeah, yeah you look at the packers offense and you see aaron Rodgers, one of the best qbs of all time you've got Devontae adams who can do everything um and then you've got a lot of guys that are okay like alizard has a purpose um yeah. aldous scantling has a purpose but you chuck in tony in the slot lazard on one side Devontae adams on the other and rogers can just have a field day like honestly i think with Aaron rogers with the scheme lafleur is running very much like the san francisco scheme and last year what i really liked mocking was brandon ayuk to the packers um, mm. And it was similar kind of guy where I thought, oh, if Aaron Rodgers get someone like this, like a wee gadgety player, where he can just kind of dump it off and let him do something in space, that could just revolutionise their kind of offense even more than it is now. Because right now it's so much dependent on Devonte Adams. Yeah. Um, I just think that Tony, with the coaching staff, I trust that can train him up to, you know, he's got, he's, he's not, he's not ready, right? He's not perfect. He's got some issues with him that they can sort out and coach up a bit. But I, I think know, I'm really high on this guy. Yeah, I, thought, I, 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 I think Kadarius Tony here. I think that Packers offense would be it'd be nice. Yeah. I'm I agree. Fun. Yeah, that's yeah, sick. Love, love, love that pick. Yeah, Kadarius Tony's absolute class. He's my fifth wide receiver in this class. I, I think they also just, I mean, with how much publicity there was around them taking a quarterback last yeah. year, like. Almost from, from just a PR standpoint, they, they need have to. to. Take they one. have to go right <laughs> out. I don't get who it is. Just take, take one. Double down. Ian Book. Kyle Trask. Who's the who's the Gators one? Um, yeah, Kyle Trask. Yeah. Um. So uh, the thing with this pick, I say why it's risky because uh, even if Elijah Moore had fallen this far, I was still gonna take Tony, and it was just that's wow. a personal preference. I like what Elijah Moore's got. I just think Tony's got he's got yeah. something. Um, yeah, yeah no, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. I think I think he's Fair better enough. than ba- better than Bateman, better than Marshall. He's he's out of this world. Yeah, so that's that's why I went. So last three and it's three biggies: Bills, mm. Chiefs, and Bucks. Um, where are we going here, lads? 
So my fourth favorite wide receiver is still on the board. My second Ed Rush is still on the board. My third Ed Rush is still on the board. I've got a lot of options here with the Bills. Yeah, trade out. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, it's tough because I forgot. Admittedly, when I started when I started this exercise, I started playing. I forgot John Brown was gone. Then I looked at their roster, and lo and behold, he's gone. So they're stuck with. Um, Gabriel Davis is their number two receiver. So obviously ah. they saw Cole Beasley in the slot. Stephon Diggs is their number one. So they're in need of a number two receiver. Now I could leave that and just bank on Beasley and Diggs. But considering the success that Brown had last year when he was healthy and when he was playing, I'm going to go for my number four wide receiver in this class, the outstanding Diami Brown from North Carolina. Nice. Killing me. Both of you killing me. <laughs> <laughs> to back. My favorite, my favorite, yeah, honestly, one of the favorite prospects I've watched this year. He's just got raw, like, track speed, great hands. His route running ability completely, like, underrated as well. Like, he limit, he ran a limited route tree in college, but that was just because of the offense. Everything he does, he can execute perfectly. Offers great yards after catch ability as well. Just, he's on another level. And yeah, just my admiration for this top five, or even like top seven or eight of this wide receiver class. It rivals last year for sure in terms of quality. So. Diami Brown's the latest pick, and he will be the number two receiver for the Buffalo Bills. I like it. I like it a lot. I think, I think that's, that's part of the yeah, success like they had last year, was having three guys who could get open. Yeah. Um, and they definitely need that. Uh, they, they need that. They can't have a number two who's, you can kind of leave on its own, to be honest. Um, Eddie Chiefs, we've screwed you a few times here, Miss. I don't know where, yeah. you're, where you're going to end up back here. Back to back, I had both Tony, um, and then I thought, oh, well, at least I'll be able to get Brown. Uh, and he's gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, they need tackle help. Well, no, the Chiefs are gone now. The Chiefs are gone. The Chiefs have just traded their pick to the Baltimore Ravens for um, Orlando Brown Jr. Oh, have they? Yeah, d- during the process of us recording the podcast, this is now the Baltimore Ravens picking at number 31. Oh, my God, what a stitcher. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. That's unreal. Okay. So, you right. did the, um, the Brown, the, yeah, the, you need an offensive tackle now. <laughs> right. Orlando yeah. Brown is gone. Whilst the Ravens are on the board. Well, yeah, um, Ravens are on the board. I mean, Ed, do you want to do another Ravens pick? Yeah, yeah just do a Ravens fine. pick. Yeah, we'll take a, take a Ravens pick. Um, okay. Um, yeah, they'll need a tackle, but... Um, oh, gosh. I'm having to think of my feet here. Um, this is this is so put on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> pay is there. Edge. I was taller earlier, so he's kind Can't of falling miss. into their laps, really. If he's hitting them 30, 31, I mean... Yeah, I'll snap that up. We, the tackle is going to be a question, but he's playing right tackle, and uh, I'm sure we can forge something later on in the draft. Nice to put it paid to the Ravens, I guess. Yeah. Did that news just happen just as a result? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I checked I, um, check my notifications at, during the podcast. It's like, oh, Orlando Brown's gone. They've sent a bundle of picks. Oh, so the, the Chiefs have sent a bundle of picks over, and they've completely fixed their offensive line pretty much from their Super Bowl team, which is very yeah. impressive. Yeah. yeah, wow. Well, the Bucks, a team that, I mean, it's just it's the Brady bunch now, isn't it? It's just Brady and his mates. Um, I'm yeah, waiting, boys. waiting for Edelman to come and join the party in a bit. Um, <laughs> what, uh, we're, I mean, the team is, I mean, they kept everyone, right? Apart from playoff Lenny. So. Oh, I was, I was so annoyed by this. I was, I was so ready for the Bucks to just like, oh, we got the band together for a Super Bowl. Now we'll just disperse amongst the league. And then they're like, now nah, we're going to, we're going to do it again. And it's like, <laughs> bunch of pricks yeah. um, <laughs> so is there any holes that you can think of uh, where where would you go with this i, I really struggle with this one i mean I, I I, the only thing i could i could really think of was maybe trying to pick up another playmaker maybe at the running back position 
I'd go um, slot receiver here with Amari Rogers because obviously you lost Antonio Brown. He's now gone. I'd go. Um, that's yeah. true. Amari Rogers yeah. out of Clemson, absolutely incredible slot receiver. Amari yeah. Rogers is a cool pick, to be fair. I mean, I, 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 I'm gonna go just because he's still here, um, and I think he's a he's a great player. I'm gonna go Travis Etienne. I think. Oh yeah, nice. Even with, even with Ronald Jones being a class player last year. Yeah, but he cannot catch the ball. That's it. That is exactly it. Um, I, I agree. I generally went where all the mock drafts I did, I had the Bucks being the first team to take a running back. Um, just because I think that's the only thing missing from this team is a running back that um, Brady trusts. Uh, mm. and, and you could see last year, like, you could see last year that they just, Fournette and Jones were good, but you could just tell Brady didn't have that trust in them to make those catches when he needed them to. Um, and I'm shocked I didn't get James White somehow. Like, I was honestly waiting for James White. Yeah, that seemed like the perfect... Yeah, uh, yeah the perfect storm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but no, that's 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 the end of the, the, the first round, lads. I've got to say, Ooh. it's not how I thought it would go at all. Um, absolutely um, stud left out. Yeah, what, so let's go with this. So what, what, who would you say are, like, the guys that you say are steals in the second round then after Jason, what done? Jason Owey is, oh, my God, like... The, the other guys aren't as high on him as I am, but yeah. I love Jason O. I think third best yeah. rusher in the draft. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I personally, I, he's still there as well. For me, I think the Jets picking uh, really high in the second. Yeah, if they, they could get Jason, Jason Owe or a Walker Little, I'd be so happy. I think Jason yeah. Owe would make that defense just incredible because yeah. it, it adds that last man, the pass rush. I know the Jets already picked up an interior guy in this draft, yeah. but getting Jason Owe would just, it would be a game changer, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's go. Let's go uh, just quickly. Let's to wrap this up, guys. Like it's it's been we've been chatting for a while. Um, what's your what's your favorite pick out of this? The mock draft we've done. What do you think? That is a can't believe he's fallen there. Uh, whatever. Um, we'll go. I'll go first while you guys watch the board because I, I I know you can't see it all. Um, for me personally, it's the one not biased or anything, but Kyle Pitts the Chargers. I think that's just yeah. I think with, yeah. with the with the QB's strengths, with the team around him, the weapons they have on offense, I think that's just... If that happened, that'd be incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you, Matt? Anything anything you really like to look off out of the, the ones we've just picked? I mean, again, it's going to sound a bit biased because I, <laughs> I know he made it. But, uh, I mean, and I think Stan will attest to this. If JC Horn falls to the Cardinals, oh, yeah. then, then I think the Cardinals fan base are going to be a very, yeah. very happy bunch for a he while. Does... He does scare me from a pass interference point of view, like because he's a very very handy well, guy. You should be but... used to that with Patrick Peterson. Don't worry. <laughs> exactly. Like last year, Pat P was just a flag every play sort of guy. So yeah, and at least you get more speed with them Horn. Mhm. Anything, Ed? Any, anything you like? Trey Lance, number three, early on. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> picking their own picks. That's how it's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> Trey Lance is a bit of a reach. That. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It's just, it's just a first one. I just, yeah. I'd love to see him in that system. Um, but yeah, the, the my least favorite. I don't know. I was just reading about that Orlando Brown trade. It's not great. Poor Ed <laughs> has to deal with this monumental yeah. trade mid. It's, it's not a great value to be honest. It's, it's like the equivalent. They've they traded multiple picks. We've given them the second, our second, and Orlando Brown, and then got the third and the first and another. Yeah, they've, they've kind of fleeced you there. Yeah, I just, just I'm shocked that the, the Chiefs as well. Why to the Chiefs? Yeah, I, I, why? It just as a Jets no fan, 
take the 23 and give us Orlando Brown. Like, I honestly don't get it. Um, mm. um, but he doesn't want to play right tackle, so it doesn't make a difference. Um, yeah, honestly, that's I've got to wrap it up. We've been chatting for a while. Honestly, this is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, guys, I enjoyed that. It was good fun. Yeah, yeah, playing off what other people do uh, makes it really difficult on the spot. Um, and just personally, really looking forward to the draft. I think it's going to be a good one um, with the offensive weapons. Uh, like the, the narrative for me is just where do the QBs go? Like, yeah. Uh, after the first three, I just want to know what happens, if there's any anything exciting going on. Um, but... Yeah, I have to say thank you again for you guys from coming from the Dropback podcast. So just plug plug your stuff here quickly, uh, Matt and Stan, for anyone. Because, yeah, this is your All two right. minutes two minutes to plug what you got. Two minutes to plug everything we do. So we've got a <laughs> Go on, Stanley. weekly, obviously we run our weekly podcast. You go check that out, the Dropback podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just follow, go follow us on social media, the Dropback, again on everything website www.thedropback.com or.co.uk whichever you fancy and um <laughs> next week next week we've got some um, very exciting news dropping so Busy stay tu- stay tuned for that because yeah. we've got something we've got something very big on the way so um keep your eyes peeled on all of our social media channels and um yeah just thank you to you two again for um for having us back on again yeah. Yeah, really yeah, enjoyed yeah, it yeah. just a spy i think they've got patrick mahomes coming on their podcast so that's what the <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, we wish we wish <laughs> um no yeah honestly guys it's been great having and ed we'll be back i think we still have actually one position group to do don't we? we've yeah. not touched defense yet so we'll have nice. fun looking at some defensive players uh this weekend to drop before the draft yeah. but everyone i hope you uh, enjoy the draft and thank you for listening <laughs>